Hello, welcome to the Snooker Podcast. I'm Ben Mortley, and providing some laughs along the way is David Wetnall. Greetings. How are you feeling? Yeah, good. It's nice and sunny. It is. We should we should really talk about the World Championship. It seems a long time ago now. Yeah. But uh, I was worried at the start because Willie Form wasn't commentating that there wouldn't be as many sort of funny little gaffes and incidents. Yeah. But Dennis Taylor certainly... He's, he's filled that gap. Yeah, well, he? he always has a few slip-ups, but uh, there was... There was a few in particular which made me chuck up. Uh, yeah. The first being quite early on. Um, I can't remember who he was commentating on, but like some player was struggling, and there was like a shot of the crucible, and he went, "Ah, the theatre of dreams," and he went, "Here, the nightmare of dreams." It's <laughs> <laughs> like what? <laughs> the nightmare of dreams. It's become a nightmare of dreams. But you noticed when he was commentating on Ricky Walden. Oh uh, yeah, he's coming to Ricky Walden. Ricky Walden's had like some uh, back problems, I think. Uh, so he's had to change the way he plays. But like, he's got a special dispensation from World Snooker to wear trainers because he's oh, yeah, injured. Yeah. So Dennis was talking about this and saying that he's got a lovely pair of black trainers that he wears. He's got a license from World Snooker to do that. <laughs> and then uh, the cameraman showed a little shot of the trainers, and Dennis went, "There's the trainers there." <laughs> Classic. There was also a bit like later on in the tournament, I can't remember when, but um, they stopped one of the matches because some uh, guy was yeah. in distress and uh, Dennis went, Oh, just a bit hot there. And it's then, very hot in the arena tonight. But then you heard this guy like really sort of screaming in agony and he still just went, Just, uh, just a little bit hot. <laughs> and then someone shouted, He's having a seizure. And he went, uh, It's just somebody's a little bit hot there. <laughs> He's dying, Dennis. <laughs> it's just a little bit hot. That's all it is. <laughs> Don't need to worry, he's just a little bit hot. He's dead, Dennis. It's very hot in here. <laughs> it's getting cremated. It's hot. It's <laughs> just a little bit hot. Uh, he's gone to hell. But in con- <laughs> <laughs> It's just a little bit hot. Just someone who's a little bit hot. <laughs> um, in contrast to all that, I think one of the best decisions the BBC has made over the past couple of years is getting Alan McManus on board. Oh, he's brilliant, yeah. Because he's already got some catchphrases. Yeah. He's only been doing it a couple of years. I mean... Like the stripers. Stripers. <laughs> Gonna knock in a couple of stripers. <laughs> I don't know what it means. Just like, I don't know what it means, actually. Yeah. I think it's like the ball... It's so fast that yeah. the ball's like a stripe across uh, the yeah. table. I like, like it, Like blurs though. across the table. Yeah, yeah. So that's a good one. But... Uh, Early on in the competition, um, I can't remember who it was, it was one of the young Chinese players, like he knocked in this incredible pot, like yeah. length of the table, screw back and stuff. And um Alan McManus went, The reason he's potted that is his impish sense of youth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure that's quite the reason, Alan. I like that. There was a similar incident, I can't remember what match it was, and he said uh he uh, he pots balls better than your granny makes soup. <laughs> So I like. Yeah. My granny makes terrible soup. Yeah. We have to throw it in the gun. <laughs> <laughs> but I do like him. Yeah. It's a funny, isn't it? Because like he's got a lot of personality and character, and like sometimes that goes the wrong way, and people start hating somebody who's. Alan McManus. No, like generally oh, in yeah. terms of commentary. Yeah. It can go either way, can't it? People can like yeah. really warm to somebody, or people can go, oh, he's, he's an idiot. But I think Alan McManus is like he's got a really, good really good. Yeah. 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 Uh, I, oh. He says uh, he's hit that sweet as a bun. <laughs> Absolutely sweet as a bomb. I think it bodes well for the future because I was a bit worried that like once those older commentators drop off, who is there yeah. really? Like Peter Ebden and well, that's like, it. Peter Sean Ebden. Murphy will probably start doing something. Peter Ebden seemed to get a lot of like airtime yeah. this time around and I thought like the he's BBC awesome. seems to be really giving him a chance, but I think he's rubbish. 
Yeah, it's not it's the just best. quite dull. I'll tell you, he's good, but I didn't really hear much of him. On Eurosport, Dominic Dale was quite good. Dominic Dale. To get him under the BBC help. But well, maybe that's maybe that's what'll happen. It's like the natural path, isn't it? You start off on Eurosport because there's fewer yeah, yeah. viewers, and then you get yeah get to the big time. Big time, Charlie. I think generally though, the World Championship. Uh, at the start, I was like really hopeful. I thought this is gonna be great. Like always, um, and I thought, you know, this is the this is the one where there's gonna be a qualifier winning or, or a bit of an underdog. And but I did fear at the start that Higgins was gonna go all the way in that mm. top half. And every round, he just started picking off all the players we wanted to get through. Yeah. And then there was that match with Judd Trump when it went to a final decider, and I thought he's gonna go all the way here. Yeah. And he did. And when I found out who the finalists were, I was kind of a bit ambivalent in a way. Yeah. Just like, ah, uh, I wanted a bit of a shock or something. Yeah, I know what you mean. So, like, although, like, on Twitter and stuff, everyone was saying it was one of the greatest matches of all time, and it was a great match, I didn't really sort of connect with it in that way. Like, Yeah, I know what you mean, but then, like... It was good. Looking back now, it's, it is an amazing story. Like, Mark yeah. Williams basically well, ready to quit, like, yeah, yeah. last year. Uh, and in a year, he's just gone yeah. from not it's qualifying. Amazing. I like Mark Williams as well. Yeah. And, like... Weirdly, like if that had happened a few years ago, I would have been well more into it. But I think uh, they're still the top players, so like it's not like an underdog yeah. as such, is it? Or like an older player doing really well, yeah, like out the blue. Like yeah. they're the dominant players. Yeah, I know what you mean. But anyway, it was good. I enjoyed this. There was some days. good, some great matches. Like yeah, there's loads. It's a good little, good little yeah. couple of weeks. I th- and to be fair, we always talk about Judd Trump, but like I really wanted Judd to win it. Um, and to be fair, this year he he played really well. Yeah. Normally, I think he underperformed at the World Championship, mm-hmm. but this time I thought he played really well. Yeah. And it was only that match against John Higgins, which was like an incredible match. Yeah. And I think if he'd got through that match, it would have won. Poor Jack Lasowski got absolutely hammered by Higgins. Is it ten nil? Ten one. Ten one. Oh well, you'll learn a lot Jack from Lusowski. there. Jack Lasowski. Tell you what, I was doing my head in like. Um, do you know like the VTs they use at the mid-session interval? Yeah. And there's one that's like the top 10 facts about a player it was so overused like oh, yeah. it's really dear my head in. but it reminded me of this clip from like a few years ago they did a similar thing where they just asked them like 10 questions like quick fire questions yeah. and they asked John Higgins what his favourite music was and this is what he said <laughs> Pink I went to see on concert she was nice <laughs> she was nice Pank I like Pank Panky yeah, he likes any band that's got the name of a colour of a snooker ball in it. Like like pink. pink, Black Sabbath, uh... <laughs> White Snake, <laughs> yeah. Mellow Yellow. Uh... I just like Yellow by Coldplay. I don't like any of the other songs. Play <laughs> bands with brown in it. Golden Brown, I love that song. Don't like the rest Arthur of the Brown. Arthur Brown. The crazy world of Arthur Brown. Crazy world of Arthur Brown. Like him. Like him. Fire! <laughs> If it's got a snooker reference, I like that. Pink, I went to see her in concert. She is nice. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> oh, yeah, another point of the World Championship. A little thing I noticed was in the quarterfinals, two players that are coached by Terry Griffiths played each other. Ding Jun Wee versus Barry Hawkins. Now at the mid-session interval, what do you reckon he sets them to fire them up? Um, oh. Oh. 
Barely just called your wife an absolute dross bag. <laughs> <laughs> just to get them fired up. Yeah. Yeah, I reckon he uh Ooh. I reckon he sits them down in the same room. You reckon? And says, Listen lads. Listen lads. Whatever happens, I'm keep, getting a good payday. <laughs> so keep, keep it up. Keep it clean. Oh, whatever happens, I get a good payday. I thought I'd won some money. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, ding, you can do it. Come on, ding! He's just called your wife an absolute dross bag. Dross bag. <laughs> If you can come down to the crucible and watch snooker, you will feel so prolonged. And you can say, I was there, I did, and I don't even like snooker. Right, venue vitriol, it's a fan's favourite. We're still at the Norbert Castle Hotel. I think we should, uh, at some point, maybe not this episode, but it's like venture out and see what the other attractions like in Blackpool. Because I reckon they've got a lot of uh, vitriol for them. Kind of thinking what snooker players might do when they're staying at the Norbrook Castle Hotel. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, we can, I mean, uh, we can give it a go, but... Okay, I think the top one you should do in your... Uh, <coughs> it, it made me laugh the top one because he spelt cloves wrong, and I thought you could do your posh man for that because he's funny when he makes his uh, little mistakes. Just words fail me, really. If you really want to be insulted and questioned, taken for a ride and have no standards, try Norbreck Castle Hotel Blackpool. We were told no money back after we returned straight back to booking in desks without even unloading our cloths into the room. <laughs> Got cloths? Is it cloth salesman? <laughs> Unload the cloths. A suitcase full of hooky cloths. <laughs> I no, my, that's so hard to read. I the haven't way even unloaded my cloths. <laughs> I've not unloaded my cloths into the room. The first bit sounded like an advert on TV for the non-book. If you, if you really want to be insulted and questioned, <laughs> taken for a ride and have no standards, try the Norbreg Castle Hotel Blackpool, where you'll get no money back and you won't be able to unload your cloths. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. My cloths! I cannot unload them! It's a weird way of saying it. I mean, obviously it means clothes. Yes. But you wouldn't unload your clothes anyway. No. You unpack is what you're... Darling, bunny, bunny! Have you packed the cloths? I wish to unload. Don't I? We've got to go back to the booking index. I wish to unload. <laughs> The Norbrek Castle was the worst hotel I have ever stayed in. The corridor up to my room smelled of urine, vomit, damp and burnt custard. The breakfast was dreadful. Tea and coffee tasted like it had been brewed the night before. The scrambled egg looked like a sickly, ghostly yellow and synthetic. The decor at the hotel included faded threadbare carpets and paint peeling off banisters on walls. The decor included faded threadbare carpets and paint peeling off banisters on walls. Damp and burnt custard. Damp and burnt custard. Does that mean I know. damp and burnt custard? Or the custard is damp and burnt? <sighs> the smell of urine vomit. Damp and burnt custard. Damp and burnt. Ugh. Custard's always damp, eh? Unless it's really... 
custard. Oh, it's in powdered form. Burnt powdered custard. <laughs> I think there's just one more there at the top if you want to do that one. <clears throat> I have to say, hotel staff, very nice. Book this thinking pond looks amazing for kids. What a letdown and still had to pay for swimming very old. As my daughter said, hotel smells like her pet rabbit such. As for breakfast sausage, swear not fit for human consumption or a scramble egg. Stick to bacon, eggs and toast. Coffee and tea, think that came from out the sea. <laughs> Basically, there's a lot nicer places in Blackpool for just a little bit more money. Think for breakfast sausage. <laughs> Get breakfast sausage. Sausage. As for breakfast sausage, swear not fit for human consumption or a scramble egg. <laughs> Okay, so we have a new feature on the podcast. Now, snooker has a kind of sort of geeky, anorak kind of uh, connotation, doesn't it, a little bit? And it's not helped by the sort of online snooker enthusiasts. So this new feature is called Online Goons and Dorks. Goons and Dorks? Yeah, just like snooker geeks and dorks and goons. (laughs) Um, It's not a very catchy name. We can make a jingle for it if you want. Online Goons and Dorks. (laughs) Let's listen to their talks. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, <laughs> this guy, he runs a little YouTube channel called Cues and Views. Ah, and it's about name. Uh, like collecting cues and that kind of thing. And looking at them. Yeah, and like talking about them. Like he, he once interviewed uh, Dominic Dale uh, outside and it was so windy, you, you could just hear them sort of mouthing the words. <laughs> it was like terrible. That's yeah. the kind of production values he's going for. Right. But uh, this uh, this clip made me laugh, and uh, he's just talking about how to sort of retain the value of your cue. Are you ready? Yeah. Welcome to Cues and Views, first on the web for collecting English billiard cues. Now, some cues have what we call lacquer on the book. This is a way of protecting cues. It's uh, it's like a polish, so it helps if a cue has originally got lacquer on the book. It will help the cue stay in its original condition. I recommend, from a collecting point of view, never remove this lacquer. Keep it, keep it on the cue. It will maintain the cue for you. Look after the cue. These cues are lacquered on the butt. <laughs> he's a, he's a cool guy. Isn't he? That's so good. I recommend never remove this lacquer. Keep it. I like a lacquered butt. Yeah, I've often been lacquered on the butt. What was the point of that typewriter sound effect? I can't remember. I think it's just like typing a logo. Keep it. Ding! Keep it. Do you like a lacquer butt? Hello, welcome to uh, Cues and Views. Number one on the web for English billiard cues. Now, uh, I'd like to know what some of his views are. I imagine racist. He's a big fan of Kim Kardashian. He says a very lacquered butt. <laughs> I'd like if it was. I'd like that website more if it was about cues and his outrageous political views. <laughs> <laughs> Could you? Uh, does that really mix? Yeah, I think it does. Yeah. Oh, when you keep this lacquer on the butt. And uh, also kick out all the immigrants, please. <laughs> That's what I think he's probably like. Welcome to Cues and Racist Views. <laughs> Actually, um, Milkins played Robbo, didn't he? In the first round and battered him. Oh, yeah. The 
Yeah, funny. for all the time, this is going to put a strain on my impressions. Someone tweeted us actually uh, something about, oh, it's because Robbo's mum's not there. Yeah, that's probably true. One Poor old Robbo's mum. Oh, no. Hey, no. Robbo's mum, she's at home looking after the koalas. They've all got chlamydia. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's got chlamydia on the circuit. <laughs> all right there, Robbo. What about your koalas then? They all got that chlamydia. You've got a clap, have they? <laughs> got a clap. How do you get that then? <laughs> You've been being naughty with your little tedly cuddly bears. <laughs> Wait till I tell your mum. You've been giving your koalas a wallop, have you? <laughs> lot of eucalyptus. Lot of lot of eucalyptus. Lot of lot of eucalyptus. That's what keeps the koalas alive. Keeps the koalas going, you know? If it wasn't for all the eucalyptus that just die of chlamydia straight away. Hello, possums. Hello, possums. Have you got chlamydia, possums? We've all got chlamydia down under. During the World Championship, there was quite a lot of criticism of the BBC because the live feed would go to like the red button or it would go purely online. And there's a lot of people on Twitter getting a bit annoyed of it. Mm. And I don't think they should be because... It's not like people on Twitter to get annoyed, is it? Well, no. But I think like if you go back to like the 90s, you yeah. would just get what you were given on the live yeah, yeah, yeah. channel. Yeah. Now you can watch every table, every match. Yeah, like, it is good. And like there were some occasions where it completely went off the telly. But very few though. Very few, and I think you've all you'll always be able to get access if you want to. Yeah. I mean, everyone's got a phone. Everyone's got the internet. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, it just made me think about the nineties where you just kind of watched it on telly. And yeah. It reminded me of this clip of Points of View from the nineties when people were complaining about the snooker. Do you remember Points of View? Yeah. What was the theme tune for Points of View? Is they good? Well, they've changed it loads. Uh, you can hear a little blah, bit. Blah 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 blah. That's the blah, new one. Blah. Blah, 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 blah. This one's from the 90s. I think that's the recent theme tune. But I will listen to this. New series of Omnibus on Friday at 9.30 on BBC One. And back to Wednesday evening now as we join Anne Robinson for more of your letters in Points of View. Blah, 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 blah. to hear about the biggest subject of the week. It divides quite simply between those who are of one with Beverly Hurst of West Horton. Reece Snooker, do you realise that I loathe the very mention of the above game? And those in unison with Pamela Killenbank of Castle Headingham. Thank you for all the splendid coverage of my favourite indoor relaxation, watching snooker. And then again... I have considered selling the telly, leaving the country and even suicide. Every time I pass the television shop in the high street, I suddenly develop a hysterical laugh which gives the impression I'm mad, snooker loopy perhaps. For the sake of my sanity, please limit your coverage of the game. Otherwise, I'll go mad, along with all the other victims of the Michael grade, if it's got balls in it, televise it syndrome. From a viewer who signs off simply... Yours concerned, from Camberwell. On the other hand, for sheer sartorial elegance and impeccable sportsmanship, commend me to snooker players. The restrained and quietly professional verbal comments of the commentators also add to the luster of this fascinating game. Indeed, without the observations of the latter in all sports, sporting occasions would be poorer. 
says Miss O'Seller of Thornbury, which is, of course, exactly the opposite to... Does anyone realise what a miserable and depressing commentator Clive Everton is for snooker? <laughs> he never praises good shots. All he seems to try and do is to bring the players down. Also, to top it all, he only uses their surname. Thank you, Posnick Maureen of Peterborough. And another thing. Between Saturday the 18th and Friday the 24th of April, we had to endure six hours on BBC One and, wait for it, 42 and three quarter hours on BBC Two. Almost 50 hours in one week. Surely there's no way even the BBC can justify this. Oh, I don't know, Ross Forrest of Bigger. I'm a snooker fan and like to follow up on the World Championships, but that's not possible because snooker is on during the day while I'm at school and at night about ten past long, eleven. Haven't the BBC considered young snooker fans? Asked Jane Bamford, age twelve, of Burton in Kendall, and Vanessa Forsdyke of South East London isn't too pleased with the timings either. I am fed up. Is it really necessary to have so much snooker late in the evening when it's been on all day? Steve Davis has often been quoted as saying he prefers snooker to sex. Well, judging by the amount of time my husband spends watching this silly game, so does he. Please, Anne, do have a word with the programme planners to at least limit this annual period of enforced celibacy. Yours in frustration. And talking of the happily married, peace up. I think, um, in a way, though, in the 90s, because there was only four channels, it kind of did take over the BBC a bit. Yeah. And it would have been annoying. But nowadays, obviously, it doesn't really matter, does it? It doesn't, but... I do. I've, I have always hated points of view. Oh, yeah. So I think what type of absolute cock writes into the BBC to well, tell him? It's just so middle class and like fucking stupid. It's funny you should say that because I've got another clip lined up. <laughs> and do you know, like when it says like uh, recommended videos on YouTube? Yeah. Yeah. And it said like uh, this 13 year old kid that's been on it, like ranting about um, like bad language on the BBC. I would listen to this. I think it's very prejudiced of the BBC schedulers to assume that all 13-year-olds, such as myself, are sitting inside playing video games or are out playing football or watching EastEnders. Whereas the real situation is, some of us, like myself, are oh, wanting to is. sit inside, educate ourselves, watching these entertaining documentaries which are on after 9 o'clock on a school night when I have to go to bed. I can't understand why soap operas such as EastEnders are on before nine o'clock when um, they have very strong language and very adult storylines. This stops now, yeah? You and your freak of a fiancé. Whereas some of these documentaries uh, do not. I do not. <laughs> oh, some God. Of these do not. What an absolute knobhead. Some of these documentaries. Yes. Do not! Some of the documentaries. Do not! Do not! They don't! They don't have it! Oh, I feel sorry for him. Yes. Because. Do not! I think he. I think deep down he wants to be playing video games and playing out. Think he's playing tr- footy. Trolling. He's not allowed to go out and play footy. Yeah. And his parents probably said, no, no video games. You must watch documentaries. Do not. I can't watch documentaries after nine. I've got to go to bed. Who, what, 13-year-old goes to bed at nine o'clock? That's what I mean. I think he's trolling. Ah, he's not. He's just a he's just dick. A little I blame his parents, though. They haven't raised him properly. Yeah. I mean, even if... Like, to if be fair, he's probably running the fucking country now. I mean, that was recently. Oh, well, in but, that case, he'll be running the country in ten years' time. I think, um... Fair enough, if you want to watch documenting, he's great, you know, whatever you're into, that's fine. But like, If he's now, why don't you just watch him on the iPlayer? Well, I was going to say, you could watch him on the iPlayer, and you don't have to watch all the other stuff anyway. 
And as you say, it was on after nine. Watch it on the iPad. Go out and play a bit of football, mate. It's a lovely day. Do not. Do not. Do not play football. Too much swearing. Do not. <laughs> Do not. <laughs> but I stand by my earlier point about the type of person. Yeah. There's a specific type of person who would write into points of view. Yeah. Actually, there's two. Nutters and dickheads. Nutters and dickheads? That could be our new feature. <laughs> That's our new feature. Nutters and dickheads. Welcome um, to Nutters and dickheads. Yeah, and most of them are just dickheads. Yes. The pe- It's the type of person who sits at home, watches the BBC and goes, this isn't exactly what I want it to be. I'm going to write and tell them. Yeah. Whereas the rest of us just go, oh, this is fine. Yeah. I'll just turn it off. I don't like it. There's no swearing in EastEnders. No. <laughs> You and your freak of a fiancé! You, you sound kind of pilchered. <laughs> you donut! Do I look you like... Flipjack. Do I look like some kind of double yoker? <laughs> you pilchered. Merry Christmas, Ange. Right, it's time for the Conor Langan Memorial Competition. Um, now, nobody got it right, the little clip that we played in slow motion. Yeah, I didn't but, expect anyone would. But somebody wrote in um, and they described us, which was the another competition one. from a couple oh, of yeah. episodes ago. Do you want to read that up? Yeah. It's another American, or someone living in America. Hey, anyway. your boobs! Hold on. The Americans have got good imaginations. They seem to take to this uh, this game. Hello, Ben and Dave. Thought I'd drop you a line from over here in NYC, New York City. I'm a snooker-loving Brit. Oh, sorry. Living here for the past couple of years. <laughs> I absolutely love your podcasts. I listen to them as I drive to work in New Jersey. The other drivers must wonder what's going on as I'm howling with laughter driving over the Verrazano Narrows Bridge. I'm really enjoying your World Championships coverage. Please can you do a podcast with your predictions for each round? I totally agree with you that it'd be great to see a new, younger winner this year. Jack, Jad or Ding would be brill for the game. I have no idea what you might look like, but I'd guess beards, paunches and glasses might be involved. As for snooker in the US, I play at the Prince Snooker Club in Brooklyn. This year it'll host the US National Championship. I went to see the final last year in the New York Athletic Club. There must have been around 20 of us watching it, so I reckon Barry Hearn has got his work cut out cracking America. Anyway, keep up the good work, lads, and I look forward to the next episode. Signing off, Sergeant Major John. John Major. <laughs> I like that. I thought for a second you said he drives to work in his New Jersey. I drive to work in my New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> every day. He's got a New Jersey every day. Hello. Oh, I've got my new pullover on. Got my new cloths. <laughs> got some new cloths for work every new day. Cloths I have work every day. I do wear glasses. Also, uh, this guy emailed in, Jez Bradbury. Jez Quigley. And uh, <laughs> he's, he sent a little uh, song he made. It's supposed to be celebrating Willie Fawn. Oh, yeah. But it's actually quite depressing. But uh, I'll, play, I'll play a bit of this. I won't play it Correct. all night. But uh, have a little listen. The worst thing that happened was I'd won a lot of money gambling and then uh, got heavily involved and instead of having X number of pounds on it became ten times more than X number of pounds. Lots 
<laughs> uh, it, but it's confetti, isn't it? Once you're a, when you're a gambler, money is not like money in your pocket. When, you, when you're able to get credit, which I had credit with 20 or 30 different bookmakers, and uh, it was so easy being in, in, in cliche, a face, as it were. You know, people would give you credit. And uh, whilst I won in excess of 100 grand the first year I did it, you know, all of a sudden then I got lots and lots more credit and became so far involved that, it, you know, to have like 10,000 on a horse didn't mean a lot. It would be like me having 10 pounds on now. Because I'm of my bold dome or whatever, I'm kind of well known walking down the street or anything. And of course, you just, people always follow you around the races and things. And, you know, I suppose you just kind of uh, end up having more money on than you should do because, like, you think you're something different than other people, which at the end of the day, I now realize I'm not. I'm just an ordinary human being trying to be good at something and got led astray a little bit, really. Made any maximums lately, Willie? Uh, not for a week or so. Um, I like that. It's quite sad, really, isn't it? Because of my bold dome. People recognise me because of my bold dome. <laughs> Granddad. <laughs> I like the music. Yeah, it's, my bald dome. it's kind of Cindy Lauper esque. Yeah. It's kind of soothing. Um, Whatever Willie's vocal works over the top of it, I'm not sure. Yeah. Who made that? Jez Bradbury. But yeah, nice one for that. Sounds like a stalker. Send in any of your snooker songs. Sounds like a stalker. To uh, snookerpodcast.com. Also, enter this week's competition. Are you ready for it? Yeah! <coughs> No, I didn't. I didn't know somebody else just told me that. Um, was it before the first day? So that is a snooker player. You've got to try and guess who it is. Uh, you got any ideas? No. No? Somebody told me that. <laughs> yeah, if you know if you know who that is, um, just get in contact. Ask us anything. Send in your answers. Sorry, I cut you off. Then what are you saying? Um, yeah, just enter. Just just you know, get in contact. Send in your songs. Send us the competition. Songs, send us your pictures, your drawings, anything you've got. We'll show them on the show. This is coming from John. He's age 42. Uh, he sent us a picture of himself playing snooker. <laughs> Thanks for that, John. We'll put that on the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you who didn't fare very well at the World Championship, Luca Purcell. Uh huh, well. Uh, I thought he'd do better. Did he go out in the first round? Yeah. So. I have some problems with my cue. The tip, it is, uh, how you say, shit. <laughs> also, um, when Milkins was playing, I was disappointed to find out that McManus was not commentating. Uh, it would have been great. It would. That would have been complete the set. <laughs> yeah, we could have just ended the podcast there. Yeah. But, um, Dennis Taylor and uh, Alan McManus commentating on Robbo and Milkins. Mm. It's a one-man show right there. Yeah, yeah. Since Robert's become a vegan, he's always posting stuff about like recipes and like food yeah. and stuff. Like, I don't really want to see that. Imagine what his 
bowels are like. He likes raw much. food. Oh. He likes his sushi and stuff like that. Well, I tried some sushi once, but uh, it turns out it wasn't sushi. It was a frozen fish finger. I thought it was sushi, but it was just a fish finger that hadn't baked properly. <laughs> give me the shit. Give me the shits. Fish, fishy shit. How <laughs> bad is it? Oh, fucking hell, man. Dreadful. <laughs> what a mess. It was like a brown volcano. What a bloody mess. Mum was so angry. <laughs> Don't remove the lacquer from the butt. Keep it. <laughs>